Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Discern Daily, a segment for seeking truth. My name is Pate, and today I am joined by Jonathan Hayashi, my brother, my friend. Jonathan, dude, welcome. I am so stoked to be here. Thanks for letting me kind of hang out with you here at Discern Daily. Yeah, dude. I'm excited to get together. I know we've been talking about doing this for some time. And uh, yeah, we've been having a little bit of technical issues with my computer and things. You know, technology is fantastic, but it never works exactly how we want it to, but I think we found out a way to record this meeting, but um, during this episode, we're going to be spending some time talking about Jonathan's new book, Ordinary Radicals. It is a phenomenal book. Um, I got it last week, and I just couldn't put it down. I just love it so much, and During this episode, I'm going to pick Jonathan's brain and just have him kind of share about the book. But if you're unfamiliar with Jonathan, he received his bachelor's um, in pastoral ministry at Moody Bible Institute. Got his master's in organizational leadership from Moody Theological Seminary. He's currently a doctrinal student studying biblical counseling at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. He's a husband, father, pastor, and disciple maker with a strong desire to serve the local church by leading, equipping, and shepherding the flock into mature Christ followers. And he has an excellent, excellent mustache. So, Jonathan, dude, I would love to hear um, a little bit about your book. Um, And I know for some who are kind of tuning in, um, they're unfamiliar with your new book, so what is it all about? Yeah, thanks for asking. I am really excited for this book, Ordinary Radicals, because uh, it's been really my life journey, you know. Um, so I came to know the Lord at age 16, and, you know, just just radical transformation. I mean, everything changed when Jesus came into my life. Um, after I came to know the Lord, I kind of got into the routine of Christian life, right? Just began to read the Bible, began to pray, began to be in activities, and took some responsibilities at the church. But then as time went by, it kind of dawned on me just thinking, man, it's the Christian life that Jesus has died and called us to be, something of simply just checking off church activity and checking off the responsibilities that are expected. I kind of continue to struggle thinking through what is this life? What have I been entrusted uh, that Jesus has called us? Went to Bible college, went to Chicago, and uh, I think we were at a conference, and you know, we all students were quoting the Great Commission, Matthew 28. So, therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptize in the name. And then it kind of like hit me like an avalanche. Like, and I felt like God just asking, this daunting fundamental question, that question is this. Jonathan, when was the last time you made a disciple? Jonathan, when was the last time you baptized somebody? Hmm. And then, you know, I just kind of denied it, just thinking, you know, I'm kind of getting ready. You know, I'm going to Bible college, 
and you know I'm going to go to seminary. I'm going to get my master's education once I get ordained as a clergy. Then you know, so I it's study time right now. I really don't have time to make disciples. But deep down in my heart, I knew there was something not right. That right across from the street from my church, people were walking, you know, back and forth, and they were going to die for eternity, not hearing the gospel of their own salvation. And I knew in church service we're singing all these glorious songs. And I'm looking to my left and right thinking, guys, shouldn't we be doing something about it? And I realized the Great Commission, the call to disciple making of us maturing in the faith is not only for the devoted and the devout, by the few, for the few, but it's by for all the saints, for all the people. And that is what it's called. It's not only for the radical pastor missionary. But it's really ordinary, messed up people like you and I. Mm. But it is a radical call. And that radical call is simply embracing the person of Christ by returning to a Christ-centered discipleship. So that's what's the book about, and that's how it came about. Excellent. Excellent. Dude, and, and I agree. A lot of the things of what you're saying, they really uh, come to life out of the book. And, man, I love how versatile the book is because, you know, the content is great for, you know, if I were to read it individually for personal growth, there's so much for each disciple to read, but also it's a tool that I, that I've, you know, could use for my ministry teams that I'm leading as well. So it was really good and it was tweetable, which, you know, I like Twitter and tweetable books and thoughts just to the point, concise, didn't waste any time. It was just really, really good. And, uh, so also, I just wanted to, to share, for those of you who are listening and watching this episode, um, even though the quality is not super awesome, we're going to be giving away a copy of Jonathan's book. And so um, we're, I'm going to give away a Kindle version, which some of us who aren't familiar with Kindles, that can be a little intimidating. You don't actually have to have an actual Kindle to read Kindle. You just have to have the app on your smartphone or your iPad. But I want to send somebody a copy of Jonathan's book. And so there's two ways that you could enter into a giveaway that I'm going to be doing. Number one, all you got to do is subscribe to my blog at patej.com in the, in the footer of the page with your email address because if I'm going to send you the book, I have to have your email. So And you should be subscribing to Discern Daily anyway. So go ahead and subscribe. And number two, leave a comment on the page by saying, great mustache, <laughs> because Jonathan has an excellent mustache. So if you want a free copy and enter the, give the giveaway, subscribe in the footer with your email and leave a comment saying, great mustache, because Jonathan has an excellent, excellent mustache. Okay, so Jonathan, I want to start picking your brain a little bit and get a little specific from the things that I was reading in the book. Um, you know, on the full page of Discern Daily, I'm going to share my favorite quote from every single chapter. But one of my favorite quotes comes from chapter one, and I'm going to read it here. You write, many pastors think their greatest impact comes from preaching to many. Not true. Our greatest impact is in discipling a few. Jesus did life with the disciples in close proximity. 
You won't create radical disciples from a pulpit. You'll only create an audience. You must walk closely with people. And that was from chapter 1, section 5, paragraph 3. Jonathan, I can't amen that enough. That right there um, really resonated with me. And I saw the truth of that, you know, the close proximity uh, method of Jesus. I saw that as, as a one of the common threads through your book. And that resonated with me. And that was one of the main things that I took from the book. And so I wanted to pick your brain and kind of ask you, you know, what did you what do you mean exactly when you talk about um, Jesus's life with his disciples in close proximity? Can you kind of speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so often when I talk about disciple making or discipleship, you know, so often people come to me and say, well, Jonathan, we make disciples. We got Sunday school and Sunday morning sermon. And I said, wow, that's interesting because you're saying that you got it way better than Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, you know, what's one of the things I talk about in the book is uh, kind of like a six concentric circle. You know, Jesus, when we look at the life of Jesus, you know, Jesus had the countless lives of people that he kind of walked in the front. And he prayed and they, there was a great crowd, right? Our starts with the sea. So he preached like in Matthew chapter 5 through 7, he preached to a great crowd say, you know, maybe 500 people or something like that. And then, then, but then he had the community of people he did like, which was the 12 disciples. What's interesting is that, you know, one author said that Jesus did one-tenth of his life with the crowd or the countless lives. But nine-tenths of his time of his life, he did it with the 12 disciples. Hmm. Right? And what's yeah. even interesting is that even though when he had that community, then he had the cell group, which we I say like a triad group. He you know, we know the three. Who are they? Peter, John, James. And then there's the cold, you know, we think about the you know, the apostle John, which he called himself the disciple who Jesus loved, not the disciple who loved Jesus. So there must have been a close proximity of a relationship there hmm. that he designated his life that that the Great Commission was going to be accomplished through these 12. And what's interesting in chapter 8 that I talk about, that through that, the world revolution began. Hmm. God, Jesus entrusted his life. He did life with them. What's interesting is that when we look at the life of Jesus, he says, Fox have a hole, birds have a nest, but the Son of Man does not have a plate to lay his head. He walks through the streets of Jerusalem. He sees a fig tree and curses and makes a lesson out of it. So what's interesting is that Jesus never had a classroom. Mm. Jesus said life with his disciples. Mm. And Jesus, you know, we even say he did it more than once a week, one hour on Sunday morning. Mm. You know, he didn't say, come, let's hear this rabbi speak at, you know, the synagogue. He says, come follow me. So, you know, that that's the idea that I'm talking about, that the close proximity that that we, we have to do life as a church, I think especially in the context that we live today, in this culture that we, we breathe, we live, and we swim in. A culture 
that is a postmodern Western individualistic consumer mentality culture. That we say you can have one on one with Jesus, a private, personal, individual relationship without the church, which is a non reality. Jesus has entrusted the local church. The manifold wisdom of God has been made known, the Apostle Paul says in his polling epistles, specifically in Ephesians 3. So we cannot divorce, divorce being a disciple from being part of a local church. Um, and so that close proximity, and so much more than a building, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's, it's us doing life together. So the idea comes from Acts 2.42. The word we see there in Greek, it says koinonia. Koinonia you know, paid is so much more than, you know, you get to wear my shirt and, you know, I get to drive your car. But koinonia comes to the reality where we've done life so much together that your joy is not my joy. Your sorrow is my sorrow. Your grief is my grief because it was characterized by accountability and authenticity. But that's done by doing life together. Amen. Dude, that's so good. It's excellent. And I love how you expound on it more, but it's always it's always better, in my opinion, to hear you speak about it in person. Um, but yeah. man, amen. Amen to that. So... Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up this episode, but man, check out more of the quotes on the Discern Daily page. Please go do yourself a huge favor and pick up Jonathan's book. Pick one up for yourself. Pick one up for someone else to give away um, and just soak it up. There's so much there. Um, Jonathan, thank you again for, for joining for this brief little episode. And man, I hope that uh, you get to writing many, many more books like this. It was really good, man. Yeah, thank you for your time. Thanks for letting me be here. And uh, yeah, love to connect more and uh, we'll go from there. Sounds good. Well, thank you guys again for watching this episode of Discern Daily. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. And let's seek the truth together. See you guys later.